I'm Commander Shepard, and this is Casually Hardcore, my favorite podcast on the internet. The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Do not panic, ladies and gentlemen. The casuals have taken control of the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore Live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. For Sunday, the 12th of freaking January, freaking 2014, 21st century kids, it's here to stay. This is Casually Hardcore. I'm Gnomewise. I'm Eyelight. I am Dexa. And I'm Grail. Full house, baby. Yep. Yeah, grand way to begin the year. Here's hoping we can actually be heard, because <clears throat> for various and sundry reasons, like me smoking the uh, Wi-Fi chipset on the Mobius laptop, we're on the old rig, the death rig. Yes, remember that one that would spontaneously shut down in the middle of shows and why it was replaced and all that. Yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. So if we you know, for the podcast listener, no time will pass. Um, but for the live listener, <laughs> we could vanish at any moment without notice and just kind of apologizing uh, in, 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 adv- advance. in advance for that one. Yeah. Luckily, you didn't take the old rig out for like an office space. I was I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> So it, it's good that he held off for a few weeks before he actually yeah. did that. I work in IT. Uh, I know the value of a bulkhead mounted spare. Yeah. Because you never know when you may have to jam. And guess what? We're jamming, (laughs) kids. You had to jam. Amen. Damn. Oh, so. uh... So, Pusar reports from the IRC that sound is fine. Thank you for the feedback, Pusar. We were unsure. Good. um, This was working all. Yes. Because Gnomewise forgot how the hell this one plugged in compared to the new and different way I've been doing it on (laughs) the Mobius rig. And. It was a very near thing. It's amazing. Yes. We're on the yeah. air on time and there everything. There's all kinds of crazy buttons being pushed yeah. and things being unplugged. And, 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 and we too loud in our headsets and then not loud enough in the headsets. Yes. And then, wait, what's going on? Hang on. Thank God no one knows what to do. Yeah. Would have just and been like, all right, well. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, let's Pub just. everybody. <laughs> yep, exactly. Pusar in the IRC is offering. doesn't understand what I mean when I say we may vanish off the air. Because she says, oh, I'll monitor you while listening live and let you know if you disappear off the air. No, no. When that happens, that means this machine spontaneously shut down. So I'm going to know if we're off the air. I appreciate the offer, Pusar. Yeah. But this is more a sort of smoke coming out kind yeah. of a moment. Yeah. <laughs> we're aware of the problem when it happens. Yeah. If there's fire, we're no longer on the air. Wiggle! 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 Yep. And in fact, uh, we were playing a song, testing a song. As an intro, and it did the... Oh, it was, ro- it was roboting, yeah. Yeah, yes. it was definitely a uh, an interesting... <laughs> I thought it was going to go... Yeah. Yeah. A bit like a digital DJ, yes. DJ Casually Hardcore on the <laughs> exactly. air. All right. <laughs> so, what? speaking of interesting things, you did some traveling. I've been all over the damn map lately. Yep. So, uh, Speak. How was, uh, oh, 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 exactly, exactly. Oh, 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 Roll over. Yeah. <laughs> Sit. Uh. Sit, stay, beg. 
bag. <laughs> Please, sir, may I have some more? <laughs> Moving. No, I was along. wondering how the uh, new media expo and and uh, See, I C- had, uh, CES was. Well, that's actually that is a good segue into let's put it out there early. The uh, call-in topic for the fourth half of the show. So in the fourth half of the show, we'll be talking about, and this is for you guys to see it in your brains, mm-hmm. was there anything at all interesting to you that you saw come out of CES? As, um, you, as you can tell, well, save, save yeah. that for the fourth half. So people out there in the world, as you can tell from my, my tone of voice, I'm leaning towards the, I had a hard time finding anything it really worked up about, but your, your mileage may vary. Right. So for the fourth half of the show, I have that ready. And also just interested in hearing any... Fun New Year's resolutions you guys may have made, it still being close to the first year, or our first show of the year. Uh, the tradition of thinking that the date change from 31 to 1 makes some kind of magical difference, and that it's a time to change your life for the better. Not cynical at all, kids. Don't do drugs. <laughs> and so either of those, we'll be talking about those in the fourth half of the show. And your calls are welcome, as usual. Warm up your copies of Skype and point them at GnomeWise. That's G-N-O-M-E-W-I-S-E. And we will call for your calls when we get talking about that in the fourth half of the show. Now to talk a little bit about my time in Vegas, because Vegas was a back-to-back affair for me this year. Uh, we had the New Media Expo. Keeps having affairs without me. Mm-hmm. What's day, what happens in Vegas ends up on Facebook. Um, yep. Yeah. And on the show. It's yep. true. And here we are. So New yep. Media Expo. New Media is uh, industry code for... Streaming audio, streaming video, podcasting, video Blogs, casting, blogging. Like exactly. Yeah. It used to be called Blog World was its old name. Now it's the New Media Expo. Oh, 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 whatever. Bunch of nerdy. That's good. I mean, because a podcast isn't a, really a blog. So exactly. Least... Well, what that, the, in, during one of the keynotes, the founder was saying they got a ton of pushback from podcasters, like angry podcasters who didn't want to be associated with the word blog. Huh. So they really, in the earlier days of uh, new media on the web, there were little camps built. If you're, you're a podcaster or you're a blogger, and never the twain shall meet. Uh. Those dirty, <laughs> dirty bloggers That's with right. their text and their pictures and the filthy, <laughs> filthy podcasters with their audio and their video. And their words. And their words. <laughs> Words, that you baby. can hear in and your their, ears. And their tone <laughs> and attitude. <laughs> that reminds me of... Lewis Black does a bit about MTV, music television. And he says... Neither music nor television. Music goes in your ear. <laughs> Video goes in your eye. <laughs> ear, eye, ear, eye. If you see a video on MTV and what you pictured when you heard the music is what they show on the video, kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so people get emotional about these things to say the least <laughs> but uh mainly was going to new media expo for the podcast awards right and the a few of the the keynotes were from the uh, pendulette up there talking about uh crowdfunding a movie that he was doing and he's mm. he's always entertaining to watch mm. um and he was in in his normal form of cool. being pendulette so mm. that that one was very entertaining it was really interesting to see the very meta movie they're making where it's a the movie the crowdfunded movie is about a crowdfunded movie oh okay and the character that Pendulette plays is one of the people who helped crowdfund it Mm. who his his return for investing so much in it was to be one of the people on set 
And then he gets on set and tries to take over production of the movie and because he invested and he feels he invested like he has it, a right. And he and he's a producer. He's, he's got right. he's got a better <laughs> script and he kidnaps the female lead and ties her up to make her record his changed dialogue because <laughs> he his urge to do this was he wanted to be cast as a bad guy mm. right so he's writing a movie where he gets to be the creepy the, the bad, guy. bad guy mm. uh, and the, the pitch Creepy video much? the pitch video they did for that he, he really shows what he's capable of as being a really scary guy he's like okay that's a side of you we have not explored before <laughs> I'll be leaving now um, so got to hang out with a bunch of the people from Frog Pants Studios oh nice all fantastic people all very uh, yay, huzzah, huzzah, rah, rah, podcasting. And so yeah. very good for re-energizing and bouncing ideas off of each other. And I've come away with that with a ton of ideas and no time and no money to do them. But hey, <laughs> I got a ton of ideas. So look for an Indiegogo in the near future. And I'm not kidding. There will be because I have grand plans for Alpha Geek Radio. Um, nice. Just I'm, I'm putting my thoughts together, getting advice from... Uh, people who are more experienced in such things and see if I can at least get a system going where it can pay for itself. Because it needs to be no longer running from a server on my refrigerator in my garage. Yeah. For reliability <laughs> reasons and uh, the sanity of my wife, who just loves that 60 hertz hum and the, the fan noise. Uh, <laughs> going to go get a soda. Server's hot, honey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it should be in the fridge. But anyway. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking. Remove right on top well, of the Well, he keg. did take the Small, keg out of the fridge, yeah. so there is some room in there now for the server. Small but Small condensation go. problem when you refrigerate yeah. electronics. Yeah, tish posh. Yeah. What? <laughs> Just so line it with like liquid yeah. nitrogen and don't even plug it in. Air conditioned versus, awesome. uh, versus refrigeration. Well, you've seen, yeah. you've seen the various videos of motherboards immersed in mineral oil yeah. that run just fine because it's yeah. non-conductive. Right. And actually, you know, one of the things you can learn is pure water, mm-hmm. where it's H2O and right. nothing else, is not conductive. It's the minerals and right. things that get right. dissolved yeah. in water to make it. So there's extreme cases where they have something immersed in pure water running on electricity and everything's hunky-dory. Right. You introduce one impurity and everything it's goes like, to hell. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye-bye nice. now. Bye-bye. So New Media Expo was a lot of fun. I got to go up on stage um, as part of the morning stream crew um, for being their live streaming component and accept help accept the uh, People's Choice Award that they won. That was oh, cool. Oh, that's cool. cool. That's awesome. Shout out to Brian Ibbett, who was the host, the one of the two hosts <laughs> there, and insisted that I come up on stage and made me feel very warm, fuzzy, welcomed, and, and, and part of the team. And you gave him the plague as a result. And I apparently may have kind of sort of given him the stomach flu. Oh. Because um, the, wow. the very next day that, that they did a live... <laughs> what was the after hours part? I know exactly <laughs> what were you What happens in exactly? Vegas? <laughs> Brian's a really good-looking man. Um, <laughs> exactly. He pulls off the shiny ball thing really... Uh, I see. Um, no, because right before, a couple days before heading to Vegas, I was struck down with the middle of the night stomach flu mm. and got to experience the fabled rooster tail that I learned about from uh, a Wootstock uh, talk by Adam Savage, which is when you have it shooting on both ends simultaneously. Oh, oh yes. wow. And thankfully, a bucket and a toilet were both involved, so cleanup nice. was trivial, but <laughs> it was unpleasant. Ah. And then two days later, my lovely wife 
came down with the exact same thing. So it turns out, oh, that wasn't food poisoning. That was, in fact, the flu because she got it in spades as well. I was just getting over it, just barely in time for me to head out of town for New Media and the CES. And then mysteriously, right after getting back to Colorado, during the opening uh, <laughs> couple minutes of Morning Stream, Morning stream. <laughs> Brian's on the uh, stream going, yeah, it's... Um, uh, well, I'm going to go uh, take my headphones off and go throw up. And just <laughs> left the wow. microphone. <laughs> totally professional. Yeah. Just informing his co-host, I'm, yep. I'm going to go puke. Uh, and it was, out, it was out the next day. Uh, yeah. they had, they had Brian, yeah. uh, another Brian. Um, uh, Filling in for drawing him. A, drawing a blank. Uh, anyway. Brian, uh, too. The other, they have three <laughs> different Brian. Brian Brushwood, Brian, who I'm forgetting his last name all of a sudden, and Brian Ibbett. So, I may or may not have been the cause of their Mary. I... Nice. You should stop kissing people from the morning stream. Yeah. There wasn't yes. that much tongue. Right. Yeah. And well, I, I, you know, I was really thankful that I was. The heat of the moment. Mm-hmm. So if I, in fact, was the carrier of the plague, Brian, I'm very sorry because I remember what that felt like. <laughs> And it was not a happy <laughs> Vividly. Thing. Oh, well, I had not thrown up in years. Right. And you really forget what a full body experience people oh, yeah. is. And you, you know, really the, cut down on your drinking. Though, I know. You haven't thrown up in years. Uh, yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, not sure the drinking, but the getting drunk. Right. Yeah. Because getting drunk, you learn pretty quickly. No, this is not worth it. Drinking, on the other hand, I can recommend. Definitely worth it. If, 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 yeah. Yeah. As long as you don't have control issues, drinking is fine and has right. many things to recommend it. But getting drunk yeah. gets old fast. Yeah. Who wants to not remember what the hell they did or how they got back to wherever the hell it was Where that they woke shoes? up? Where are my shoes? Those sorts of questions. Yeah. I never get to that point. <laughs> no. no. And, and neither yeah. have I in a very long time. <laughs> and I throw... Well, but throw up once, is once a every point two, before the blackout yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> there is that level. There, there may be oh, one of those man. episodes coming in the next month or so. Yeah. So, but, but it was it was one of those moments where it was it had been long enough that we literally had no medicine in the house. So oh, at, at two thirty in the morning, my I'm in the amazing car. <laughs> wife yeah. is headed to the twenty four hour CVS to yeah. get me some Pepto, which saved and, my life. And as much as I could get him to stop hallucinating. Um, yeah, it was one of those ones that came came with the fever dreams and all that wow. delirium and crap. It was ugh. wow, it was bad. Yeah. Thankfully, horrible. it was brief. It was a matter of you know get through that night, get up in, or wake up in the morning. Don't yeah. get up, wake up in the morning, lay around for a good chunk of the day. But by the end of that following day, approaching something, you know, able to get up the day after, be productive. And, mm-hmm. well, so this classic twenty four hour flu. They have also had a lot of yeah. issues with salmonella poisoning lately in chickens. So. Well, I, <laughs> and I had been in the family had been the only person who yeah. had tomatoes on his taco the night before. Uh, so we we're like, okay. maybe the tomatoes had crud something on them. On it, but but yeah, then the fact day, that it was propagating. But then two days yeah. later, Iolite had the same thing. Oh, crazy. Not so much. So that was had that on top of all that. So it was right over New Year's. That was our uh, New Year's. Yeah, Merry so. New Year. <laughs> yeah. I spent New Year's asleep. I had a, a gallbladder attack, so oh. I pretty much took some medicine, went to bed, and it was so sad because we were going to one of you know that party to, that we so. were going to. Oh no! I was all ready, yeah. makeup done, hair done, ready to go, and then I Boom. fell asleep. Yeah, so I had, I had one of those. But moments. you looked good doing it. You I looked, looked good great while falling I was asleep, sleeping. <laughs> other than probably the drool coming out of my mouth. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. oh. 
But yeah, yeah, it wasn't a good New Year's this year, New Year's for me either. I had, yeah, I will tell you that I had that moment where y you get up and, and you shower and you blow dry your hair and you put on your makeup and you're feeling really good. And then you're like, yeah, nope, <laughs> nope, sorry. Mm -mm. Oh, and in case you're wondering. Nope. Tangents. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are kind of a big deal. But. And I haven't played. Because the bastard's not here. he's not here. But. Well, and Christmas was, I think Christmas was okay. We did something for Christmas that we haven't done in years. Um, we told our families to get lost. Ah. And we stayed home hmm. Christmas Day. We said, we're not going to do what we did on Thanksgiving, which was have two Thanksgiving dinners right. and drive all over town and, mm -hmm. and you know, kind of wrestle the kids um, and really be miserable by the time we got home. Uh, and instead we said, you know, we've both been sick. I was traveling the two weeks before Christmas. Yeah. So literally I didn't get home until the 21st. And it was like, forget it. I, I haven't done any of my shopping. I'm sick. I've been sick for two weeks and I've got to work. I had one day off. I had Christmas day off and New Year's day off. That was it. Wow. Yeah. And so it was like, forget it. So we called the families and said, sorry. And, you know, I sorry, mean. Sorry, but we're really not. And I, well, I was, I'm kind of waiting for the guilt trip. We'll, we'll get the guilt trip on it. We oh, will. Yeah. From one side of the family, at least. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's family. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. But they say the old saying, Jewish mothers invented guilt and Catholic mothers perfected it. Yes. Yes. What did we do? Oh, we went to my, ha my family's house for Christmas. We kind of just spent all day there. We made tamales. They forced me into helping make tamales, which I can't stand because it takes like 12 hours but mm. um <laughs> if you're doing it properly <laughs> takes too long yeah it takes a long long time but i came in in the middle of it so it wasn't as bad but um but yeah no it was good times though we had great food yeah. hung out um girl's family was in town so they came with us nice and we got fat loots see because i got a Get you to bring me some of those tamales because I have to try a creation that I was, I was reminded of because watching some old Anthony Bourdain shows and I have uh -huh. to make myself a mother-in-law and try it. Make yourself a mother-in-law. It's a hot dog bun, uh -huh. tamale, chili, cheese. Really? That's interesting. And Well, they're all gone now, obviously. Next time we make them. Make some more. Get on that right away. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get on that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not getting flipped off right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll get I on that. I have spoken. <laughs> ignored was uh, uh, the yeah, ignored. Yeah. <laughs> happy, happy, oh, joy, joy. Oh, my goodness. So after uh, New Media Expo um, and getting refreshed and jazzed about the whole podcasting and radio network thing, mm -hmm. uh, met up with Doc Dead from Versus the World Productions. Awesome. Wayne in... I haven't Vegas. seen Wayne in so long. He is unchanged with four times the fro. <laughs> yeah, I know. He has uh, embraced the fro. I told you I was watching it on Facebook. Yep. It's, it's, it, it, it's an in-person. It's, it's an, better in It's a full live. 3D yeah. wraparound experience. <laughs> Tactile <laughs> sensations. <laughs> and just Doc Dead in Vegas. You, yeah. That you've I experienced. Love, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that experience. So Great. we got to, to share one day of overlap in CES, and he stayed for another two days. So he's got more, he has more dirt on uh, CES. Hmm. That's cool. <laughs> Which ah, we'll talk about in more detail yeah. in the fourth half of the show. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but got to, got to walk the strip a bit with him and just hang out and, and talk nerd and talk cool. internet radio and yeah. trade notes on what each of us is doing wrong with, with our respective stations. And <laughs> right. Line, bitch, and complain, and generally kvetch, which is always therapeutic. Always fun yeah. Times. And then, Good times. 
Yep. And then the, the bottle of Kraken was obtained by Doc Dead on an excursion to... Uh, Grocery store. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the name. Vons. Yes. A very scary Vons. In a very, That's very rum, right? It is yeah. spiced black spiced rum. rum. Yes. That's right. Yeah. And you get to say, release the Kraken every right. time you open the bottle. Right, and right. And... I don't remember anything else that happened that night. I say that when I open something else. <laughs> 2014's first drop-in is... Nice. No, no. Uh, actually, it was the... Um... Or what you would say in relation to what he just... <laughs> no. I don't know, for some reason, all, my only response was vitamin D Ooh. to that. <laughs> Great actual physical contact. I thought you were going to go with, oh, look at that. <laughs> That's the obvious yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, fine, if it'll make you feel happy. Well, if you're, if he's like, release the Kraken, I'm like, oh, that's kind of a negative. You know, they yeah. those two right. can't pull each other out. out. They, don't, yeah. they don't really mix. Yeah, baby. There, yeah. Okay. there you go. You married them. Come on. <laughs> Oh. But to satisfy your craving. Penis. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Release the penis. Oh, look yeah. at that. <laughs> uh, but we as we said, Gnome Wise doesn't remember anything else that night. So It wasn't that bad, but it was definitely <clears throat> a warming beverage. Nice. And I blame Wayne for the entire thing. Are you sure it was the beverage and not Wayne that was warming? <laughs> what happens in Vegas? <laughs> Oh, is that one of those? Okay, I have to ask you though. Is that one of those rums that would go well in like apple cider and things no, like that, or is sp- it? No, it's a spiced rum. Right. So it made a wonderful rum and coke, which is how we were okay. consuming it. Okay. And I and I don't normally go for rum and coke. Mm, I know because overproof rum memories and experiences and mm, mm, the pain and pink death. Yes. So it may have been long enough since that time for me to to return to rum and not have it be a to a, actually recover. Well, he has... still doesn't do tequila, though. <laughs> no. I love no. That's what I got. I got to get some tequila. Yeah, You're tequila. welcome to it. No, that, that cinnamon one. Oh, that one's hard to find. Cinnamon tequila? Yeah, that's it's ridiculous. So what a good. concept. It tastes so, it so tastes good. Just I can't light. picture that. I... It has no. no bite. It's just like. So it's dangerous. It's super dangerous. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because part of this, I mean, the Kraken is, you know, it's, it's your normal 80 proof spirit. Yeah. But it was really, the spicing. Yeah. It was really tasty. Yeah. So it's like, mm, that's yeah. quite good. Let's have some more of that. Oh, fun. Yeah, well, we still have some of the apple moonshine in there. So we've got a ways to go on that. So A little bit at a time. Yeah, that's not something. I have to tell you, though, we, you know, we tried that apple moonshine and it was really, really Stealthy. Really yummy, but it mm. was exceptionally stealthy. Yes. And the police officer said you need to drink more. Yeah. Hmm. Awesome. So, oh, good stuff. Yeah, happy joy. So, back from travels, back from effectively vacation, despite having to do a lot of remote work at the same time. So, very jazzed on the entire... You were working while you were in Vegas? Yeah. My clients don't care that I'm out of town. It's true. It's like, phone still rings. They know I got internet access. They know yep. I got remote access. They, they they have expectations. So I was rigged for remote control and go-to assist is my friend. Mm-hmm. What? I'm sorry. I just had this image. You're, you were rigged for is what I heard. And I pictured this 
homeless guy as a Wi-Fi station walking behind you as you were ranked. Wow. I don't know why. I don't know why that Where did that come from? Like, come along, Melvin. I need 4G where I'm going. Yeah. Why does he have to be homeless? Exactly. Because that was one of, the, one of the horrible things that people have done in the course of the last couple of years is they've paid homeless people to be wandering Wi-Fi During events. Spots. I forget what the event was, oh, but they yeah. had they Mobile had offered Wi-Fi really? short-term employment to basically homeless people to say, walk around, wear this shirt. And carry this device. device with this battery pack around with you and be a mobile hotspot. And then it got the Daily Show and Colbert Report got rid of it. And it had a field <laughs> day oh, with them God. hiring homeless people as mobile, mobile hotspots. hotspots. <laughs> Which was why that came I, up. Yeah, that, makes sense. that makes more sense. I know. If you just like, came up with it out of nowhere, you I would didn't be know like, about that story, though. <laughs> that sounds All of really a sudden, I'm weird. really bad. Yeah. You're a horrible, horrible person. I, well, we knew I was a horrible <laughs> person, but. I'm, I'm, you know, not in, that horrible. In a new and creative way, though. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, my creativity has been stretched recently. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did want to put out a request to the listenership for recommendations, because uh, one of the things I need to do to plan for the future is sign up with a good, reliable, and affordable as possible uh, virtual server provider. So I need a couple of Windows servers. They don't need to be very powerful. They just need to be running Windows Server software. I need full remote desktop, you know, full control over the, the OS and the hosting. need to be able to install software on it. So anyone out there who's maybe involved in providing that kind of thing or has had a really good experience or has had a really bad experience with a provider and would yeah. like to wave me off of somebody, uh, just send in your recommendations to the show at alphageekradio.com. That's the show at alphageekradio.com. Or you can send it to me uh, via the tweeter, and I am GnomeWise on Twitter. And you can direct message me there or just your feedback is welcome as I delve into this world that I'm, I know that there are bad actors out there, but I don't have enough experience right. to know who to steer away from. And if there's a secret great provider who has wonderful, or, you know, the, the new kid on the block who's looking to score customers that is offering great deals, get in and on the ground floor of that. I just need, I need reliable machines, reliable bandwidth and low price. As a typical consumer, I want it all. I want it now. I want it free. Yep. <laughs> Or as close to free as humanly possible. But I want maintenance of the box to be, and maintenance of the facility to be clearly someone else's problem. Yeah. I want to log into the damn thing and just have it working 24-7, 365, because going from, my my goal is to go from one channel to four, and to do that requires much greater uh, infrastructure. Yeah. More than... Time. More than a fine, it is a fine Dell server that is serving me well, but more than home bandwidth and more than... Right. Server on fridge, yes. So or in fridge, as it will eventually yeah. become. Uh, yeah, well, it can't. It's only out there temporarily because the bandwidth at my office was having challenges. Uh. So it's living here, and it's fine out there during the winter. But once summer in Arizona hits in, yeah, yeah how to kill a server in one easy step? Right, yeah. right. Fire it up yeah. on August eighth and Oof. observe the. Have it's your have your marshmallows ready. Sixteen out there. Yep. Yeah. Come on. So. Yuck. Please, if you have uh, recommendations, send them my way. I would be greatly appreciative. And I think that handily brings us to our first break of 2014. Wow. Ah, I could have sworn I replaced that song with a different one, but let's do that <laughs> now. I thought it was all prepared. He's all ready for the music break. Oh, wait. Not I so totally much. was. I'm not sure why yeah. it's reverted. The rig hates you. You retired it. 
that's fine. It's mad. It's it's it feels like your age discrimination. Yeah, it's just, oh, you're gonna retire yeah. me. You're huh? gonna retire me. It I'll died. It's not like it was retired. It died. It, it, and it, really, it, it owed us nothing. A slow was, death. Yeah, this thing. It, it, it was many. It years was probably yes. happy to go. <laughs> and now it's mad because we brought it back. Exactly. I was I was in the pasture. I was grazing. I was in the closet, man. Put me back. Put me back in. in. Exactly. All right. Like you hooked the old draft horse back up. Yep. What was it? What's the name of the the horse in Westfall? Old. I don't know. Oh, I remember. Uh, so they, they had crest uh, chains around blanky her. Blanky or, or, or you got her her blanket. Yep. Oh, Blanchy. 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 Oh, Blanchy. Oh, yeah. And then they, when they sent you back in time, you met young Blanchy. Right. Um, so, yes, this, this, is the, this is the old Blanchy rig. And <laughs> Blanchy must be put out <laughs> to <Yeah>. pasture. <laughs> but anyway, you're listening to Casually Hardcore Live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. We shall return right after little Jonathan Colton. Enjoy. Hey, Scott Johnson here from Frog Pants at frogpants.com, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. Chances are your pants are not as fancy as the pair of very fancy pants that Mr. Fancy Pants will wear. When everybody's marching in the Fancy Pants Parade, he's gonna pass the test, he's gonna be the best, the best in terms of pants. You look in every catalog, you shop in every store Cause even though you have a hundred pants, you want some more And suddenly you see the greatest pants you've ever seen And even though you know it's gonna cost a lot of dough You have to have the world's best pants Say a little prayer for Mr. Fancy Pants The whole world knows it's only clothes And deep inside he's sad They make the big announcement and the trophy goes to you You thought you had some fancy pants and now you know it's true You look at Mr. Fancy Pants and hold the trophy high Everybody cheers while he's blinking back the tears He doesn't even have the best pants Say a little prayer for Mr. Fancy Pants It's all he had but don't feel bad He'd do the same too Geeks in a Gaming World. Casually Harker continues live on alphageekradio.com. Geeks in the Gaming World. We are geeks. We're going to talk about games, which means... Daxa, Grail, what you been up to? Yep. <laughs> Pretty I, much. I got some good fat loots for, um, for Christmas, yeah. so I... What was your holiday haul? Well, we... One of... Well, my shirt, first of all. See? You just want me to stare at your chest. I get it. Yeah. So my shirt. Um, Should you do that often, Grail? What, is, mm-hmm. what does it say? Saving people, hunting things, the family business. That's right. Supernatural. <laughs> nice. Supernatural <laughs> for the win. Yeah. So, um, but no, uh, Grail replaced my three, my DS. I had a DS, which got left in Europe when we went over there to Italy. Um, and Grail replaced it with a 3DS. Awesome. Yep. I got a 3DS. The latest 3DS. Yes. Yes. And not that I use the the 3D function on this, but I got I've been playing a lot of Cooking Mama. Cooking Mama. So Cooking Mama. Mm -hmm. Um, just going back to to the old games because I really missed my DS. Um, so I've been going through Cooking Mama and um, Tappy Tap, which is uh, Kirby. Tap Tap. Yeah. 
Because yeah. I've been playing a lot of Kirby. Um, but pretty much that's all I've been playing recently. Yeah. January is a very busy month for me. Yep. Work-wise. So it's January and August are my busiest months, which is weird to say if you're in retail because it's not Christmas in November. But right, right. From it's my recovering part- from Christmas. My particular job, January and August, are, are my busiest months. So I've been kind of busy. So when I can, I just throw on Cookie Mama and... Chop, chop, chop. Chop, chop, chop. <laughs> It's some of those things, though, God, because like, it's not like there's a tutorial, right? It just says do this, and you have to figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, not, not on, like, cooking. And then there's a portion of it where I keep burning things because I don't know the stove part of it. Chopping is good, mm-hmm. and everything else is good. When you actually have to mess with the temperature of the stove, I Fire hard! <laughs> yeah. Ooh, fire indeed just... hot! <laughs> <laughs> And then when you do that, the 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 you know the mama's face it gets all like <laughs> sooty because yep. you just fired up the whole yep. kitchen. Flamethrower. There you go. Pretty much, oh, and then she's perfect. like wiping it off, and then she looks like she's not proud of you, and it's it's a yeah. bad thing. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm embarrassed. Yes, I'm embarrassed in front of my mother. Mama's not happy. <laughs> we got uh, we got Alexa her first Wii game. Oh, cool. we got her uh, Disney's Brave. Oh, okay. okay. For her to her to play. So of course she's got a sword and she's got a bow and she's got so. But it's a it's a Wii game. It's just nunchuck and mm-hmm. and the regular Wiimote. Yeah. And so I'm in there playing it with her and it's adorable. And I figure out I suck at like jumping up the walls uh, where yeah. you've got to jump <laughs> multiple times. Not a platformer. And so literally no. I, I handed it to my son Nemesis. who jumped me up the wall. <laughs> and I was able to take it again because he's like, yeah, mom, do this. Mom, do this. And I'm he like, is, he's going out of his mind watching mm. mom trying to do it wrong. Give me either remote. <laughs> yes. It was absolutely hilarious, actually, to see him have that moment and that reaction to the gaming. But the, the story was good. Obviously, it's Disney. It's just picking up and, and taking off, you know, other tacks on the same story. Yep. So it's it's been a fun little exposure. Uh, Nathaniel got Just Dance 2014. Mm. Nice. Um, and so he is... Uh, dancing fool. Dancing... Uh, and this morning he had his sister dancing next to him nice. and they were actually doing a a, comp, a competitive dance on Just Dance 2000 or Just Dance 4 and uh it was really hilarious so they go back and forth between between the two but that's cool watching my 3-year-old and my 11-year-old dancing together in the living room was like oh. I just know if I go for my phone, they're going to stop. Of course. The minute I go for my phone, this is over. Of course. <laughs> yep. Just Always. enjoy it. Um, but yeah, but then, and then Aridan got a ton of he games. Got a slew. He got like six yeah. games, one no, twice. They, yeah, like four. Plus the one twice. No, no. that I already owned it. That's oh, why he okay. sent it back. So. But no, he uh, he ended up with the new Assassin's Creed. Okay. Which Black Flag. made me go like, I really got to catch up because that game looks really fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow. So I, I banged through Re- Revelations. I finished that. I'm on three now. So I just have to get through three to catch up. To He's like, I won't, you don't get to play it till you finish all of it. I <laughs> know. Like, really? <laughs> like, I can just, like, there know, are rules. I can Dad. look online, just read the stupid story. No, no. You got to see. It's, it's old Etsy. Oh, my God. Oh, God. All right. So <laughs> work through that. I got the XCOM expansion, which is 
really is. It's weird. It's a standalone, so you don't need the original XCOM. It actually incorporates itself into the original XCOM with all the DLC as well and really fleshes out that game a lot. Um, some of the issues that people had with the soldiers all being basically the same, they really addressed that at least somewhat adding mech troopers and genetically modified troopers and all kinds of craziness. So that was, you know, the way God intended and <laughs> added course. like 40 maps to it, which really helped because the original game had like four. It felt like, yeah. <laughs> so Needed a little it felt like, ah, every, you know, going into like flooded Tokyo was pretty sweet and stuff like that. So those were oh, good. No. Um, there goes Tokyo. I don't remember what else. Aaron didn't got. He got. So, oh, uh, uh, Batman, I think. Right? Oh, he got Arkham Origins. Yes, because yeah. he beat that like he beat that in super a day. Fast. And that, and then he had Crisis Three. That was his other. Game. Yeah. So haven't played much of those. He but, liked them a lot. Yeah. Though. Picked up some stuff. Steam did their winter sales, so got yeah. some <laughs> stuff on that. Uh, Gunpoint, a lot of fun. Little games like five bucks. It's probably what it's worth, but it's the. One where you play a little spy, you go into buildings, you can rewire the building and set up traps and stuff. They were it going was a lot crazy. Of fun. Play. We saw that at PAX, PAX. the first time. It was time. at PAX. It yeah. looked kind of interesting there, and it went on sale on the Steam thing for like three bucks. So I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. So picked it up, got the uh, DLC for Chivalry, so the Deadliest Warrior, which is pretty terrible but it's fun at the same time so, terrible but yeah. fun yeah i mean it's got a lot of like clipping issues and balance and stuff but mm. if you like chivalry it's it's a fun amusing it's amusing to be a spartan and fighting the ninja so <laughs> it's like all right this is kind of cool let me check my history book yeah yeah, yeah. yeah well, pretty it's deadliest sure. warrior it's uh-huh. deadliest so warriors, it has like six so. You know, you even have pirates running around that all look like Johnny Depp. <laughs> so I had a Mortal Kombat moment in my head when you said Deadliest Warrior. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's gonna get all the craziest people. I'm trying to think, I mean, we have, yeah, I uh, got a slew of games on there. I know one of our articles is talking about the, yes. the backlog, which is now the the pile of shame. I pile think of shame is, is what they call it. Supposed yeah. to call it your backlog of games. Yeah, because I was uh, like, my pile of shame is not that bad. I only have two games that I that I purchased that I haven't right. played because I don't purchase a lot of games. I usually play them if I buy them. Um, and Grail was like, no, you have this, and then you have that. Yeah. And yeah, okay, I'm like, okay, five, but it's not 50. No. <laughs> well, I mean, the, from Kotaku, we have, we're buying more PC games than we can play. Yeah. Well, yep. Thank you, Steam. I blame Steam mainly for this. Pretty much, yeah. They're the biggest culprit. Says, As another Steam holiday sales comes to a close, I have spent roughly $100 to purchase 22 games. In the past two months, I have picked up three Humble Bundles. Not a month ago, <laughs> I spent around $50 on 11 games in the Steam Fall Sale. Right. By the time the next Steam Holiday Sale rolls into town, I will be lucky if I have played half of these games. I have a problem. I'm a compulsive collector. <laughs> and after 1,400 games, gamers re- took, recent, took my recent survey on their yeah. game-buying habits. I know that I am not alone. No. It's, I mean, because it makes it so easy. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'll just buy them. Now they're in my library, and I'll download them whenever I'm ready. I if I'm ever unemployed or bedridden, I'll no, maybe catch up on this list. There's lulls, though, in gaming where you just oh, don't new releases, have new right. releases. Yeah. There's nothing. And that's when you start whittling down your backlog. Or you get, like, a winter break, and you bang out revelations over a winter <laughs> break. You know, there's... There's definitely times in there, but it is making it net. The fact that they did a fall sale and then a winter sale 
relatively like a month and a half yeah. apart. And then they also had their whole sales that they did during uh, Thanksgiving, the Black Friday, Black Friday yep. week as well. So there's they're ramping up their amount of sales. So it's making mm-hmm. it a lot easier to collect the backlog. But I mean, I have stuff from the summer sales. I still have the, the remake of Tomb Raider sitting in my library, Staring never downloaded. You. Ready, waiting to be played, and I've heard nothing but great things about it. So can you not... hear Lara's voice? Come play me, help me, <laughs> I need help. your help. Help me, Obi Wan. Right. Help me, you're my only so, hope. But you know, that's that's just the the way it is. Now that was the article I picked. There was another article that went on saying this isn't a bad thing. You know, people don't scorn folks for collecting books and not having read all their books in their library. Exactly. But games, it's on their list. Yeah, I'll get just, there eventually. It's yeah. just eventually something yeah. will get you. And, you know, like I said, that survey basically proved most people are doing this because it's and not only that, but especially for PC gamers, most of them wait for sales. They yes. don't actually buy things right off the bat. It was so. about 40 percent. No, 60 percent. Right. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was very well, the high. only I mean, the only thing, honestly, with anything, DVD, Kindle book, anything, if I can, if I can hold off which means i'm not like i got to have this right now Mm -hmm. it's in my like i will spend the money on it because i don't want to wait list Mm -hmm. i obviously i'll wait for sales i'll wait absolutely you know i mean it just makes sense if it's not the if it's not in your in your specific list of i'm going to have it on release day yeah you know sometimes you just have to have it I, I'm sorry, day. Game of Thrones. I have it as soon as it releases. Yeah, I have to have. Uh, it you as guys soon as have it HBO. You see it as it goes along. It's I. I'm not on HBO, but I will buy that as soon as it releases. Yeah. I actually did something I don't normally do, because mm-hmm. I needed to see Sherlock. Like needed to see Sherlock, and it doesn't come out here till the 19th. And it BBC's <laughs> release was the first. So she needed yeah. to figure out a way to see she I Sherlock. needed. <laughs> <laughs> and a way was figured so, out. And yeah. a way was figured out, and I have seen it. Yeah. <laughs> the onion router. But anyway, yeah. um, Tor but still, is your friend. It like, doesn't mean that I'm not going to buy it when it comes out, and yeah. it doesn't mean that I'm not, because I'm obviously going to buy it. I'm that big a fan that I'm definitely going to buy it. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to see it when it comes out on the 19th. Mm-hmm. But I got it out of my system, so. I couldn't help it. Everywhere Cum- I went Cumberbitch. to read. Cumberbitch. No, 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 no. That's a horrible name. No. Cumber um, Collective. Better, but eh. Um, but no, I just have to. It's it's not him. It's the show. It's a good show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I definitely had to see oh, it's it. It's really solid. Yeah, it's solid Martin show. Freeman's really, really yeah. solid. Oh, I love Martin oh, yeah. Freeman. No, yeah. it's, it's, it's the interplay. It's the, the, same, yeah. it's, it's the almost human thing. It's, it's yeah. not. Right. The, it's the two characters how they right. how well, they well, handle yeah, their relationship they, together. But the Sherlock, the writing is also superior. Oh, sure. Absolutely, it's great. Um, yeah, we we yeah 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 we had the moment where we we downloaded it and we were ready to to watch it and, and then uh, it auto deleted. And then it, oh. yes, we we well because he was out of town and I was waiting and his and so we didn't get to it before uh, CES and stuff and it expired oof. and auto deleted and. Suck. That sucks. So we haven't seen it yet. Uh, yeah, but we know it'll be fantastic yep. because yeah, it's Sherlock. So, this but another it. game I want to get also on release day is oh. the Fable one. Oh yeah, well the oh. anniversary edition. The anniversary yeah. edition. Mm. So, so that's coming out, and there's some games that I just have to. Basically have. a remake of the Bioshock. First one. As soon as it comes yeah. out, I have to have that. You know, things yeah. like that. Yeah, 
Yeah, everybody's there, there got are, everybody's got their individual list that it's like yeah. it's but worth think, the extra five. I think bucks console though, you bucks. find people are willing to pay full price. PC, I think it's a lot more. Folks are willing to wait for sales. To wait a little. Well, now they've experienced the Steam life cycle. Right. If it's not one, if it's not one of those ones where I I must. Have if you it. don't buy it right away, then there's no point in buying it until the, at uh, least it's first sale. The first sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but funny enough, what completely flies in the face of this is Daisy. The entire oh, yeah. winter That's sale, true. that was still the number one game that was selling on, on Steam. And it was the an unfinished sale. alpha code Al- piece of crap unfinished. that everyone was screaming and yelling about, <laughs> saying it was complete crap. No, apparently now it's not complete crap anymore. Apparently. Okay. The, the, so no, they've, I'm, I'm they've repaired it in I another was, release. I was reversing it with the War Z. No, War Z's gone. It renamed itself. It's horrible. Right. It, this okay. is the basically Daisy. the folks that made the mod for Arma 2 said, okay, now we're working and we're making our own standalone right. version of it. They've released it. It is early access, but mm-hmm. it's early access for 30 bucks, mm-hmm. And... People are going nuts for it, and they we have an article. They see the, they see the potential in it. Yeah, yeah, it actually, and we saw a little a little bit of it being played. <laughs> we, we have an article from Polygon, and one of the reasons I went to Polygon was because Ben Kutura actually now writes for them, okay. and he's the guy from Penny Arcade Report. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, let me check out his articles, and uh, I liked his writing style. And one of his articles was about it's entitled "Unfinished, Unfair, and Brutally Difficult: What Developers Should Steal from DayZ." Nice. And basically, he goes in and says. Look, there's bugs, there's things they're working out, and I was addicted within an hour. That I, I can't stop playing <laughs> this game. This game is game. completely broken, and I can't yeah. stop I can't. playing it. Someone yeah. help me. Right. And basically, it gets into like it's it has that Minecraft esque type appeal because it is there is Open no world. rules. You go in, and it's whatever you want to make. It's, it is the sandbox game, except with some neat things unlike minecraft you know you it has the communication built in so That's if you're near cool. somebody and you have a microphone you can talk to them and they can hear you and you they you can hear them and then if you get too far apart you can't talk to each other any longer so that leads to a lot of interesting things the video in the article is great <laughs> because it's this guy going into a house and there's a so he's it's very dark and he's kind of shining around looking around and he sees this guy there and then this like Old time, like something you see from a Fallout game, music just starts playing out of this guy's speaker. Right. And he just starts slowly walking towards him. And he's like, and he oh keeps, my God. He keeps saying <laughs> he's hungry. And he keeps saying yeah. he's hungry the whole time. And he's hungry. Like, he's like, and it's like. Bum, bum, dum, and he's not even running. He's yeah. just like slow. It's like oh, Michael Myers. And the guy yeah. starts laughing. And he's like, I'm gonna, he's like, okay, stop following me. I'm going to hit you with my crowbar. And, and like, he backs off. And the guy just keeps, and the music keeps playing. And he comes. And then he just vanishes <laughs> and probably logged off. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, what, what the, the hell, hell was that? that? <laughs> so, there was a lot of WTFs going on. It's definitely a what you make of it type game. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the interest level is that high that even during an entire stay- sale on Steam, it was still number it one. It just kept going and so, going. And it's definitely, man, it, it's got my interest. Yeah, I it's quite super, interesting. Super tempted to pick it up. And we were just talking about this the other day about how now um, games give you those tutorials that you go through that show you how to duck and cover and all that. Before that, they're basically banging you on the head on how mm-hmm. to do what you need to yeah. do during the game. Whereas way back when, you used to actually have to read a, the, the manual right. in order to figure mm-hmm. stuff out, right? The what what? <laughs> yeah. It's, that thing that it, used to come with that's no it longer. It looks like a It book. wasn't just a page anymore that told you you could get epilepsy. It actually had instructions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a papyrus? Exactly. Yes. Yes. So we were we were talking about that. And then um, 
they said that the one thing about this game is it doesn't do that. No. You just no tutorial. Figure, yeah. it figure it out. Yeah. You can get dropped in figure it the middle out. of the night into a town with zombies ready to eat your face. You could get dropped into the middle of a forest and have somebody who's just deciding to snipe people, shoot you in the head, and that's, do something about it. That's that's Deal. life. Yes, <laughs> that's life in the big video. Yeah. Is life. So it actually was a really interesting article, and it yeah. really got me interested in this game because I'd heard very little. I'm, because I'm not as big on on those type of games as Grail is, so. Um, I'd heard very little about it, but the more I read the article and the more I was looking at the videos, I was like, wow, this game sounds really cool. And it's broken. And I want to play it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah. laughs> yep. That's some exactly. bizarre-ass high praise. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> right. Oh, no. Clearly, they are doing something right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I have to admit, I haven't had much of a chance to actually play other than the games that we got the kids for Christmas. Right. So it's been honestly mostly no, on the week. working freaking 14 hour days. There, been, I... there has been no play time. But yeah. we shipped. Our release from my organization Speaking shipped software, on Friday. Yep. Hopefully so there will be a lull. I, I pray. There will be a lull while people adopt and then there will be the screaming when they find things that Wailing we and gnashing of teeth. They're called yeah. users. Yeah. Yes, yes. So also from Polygon. Uh, this is uh, CES-related as well because uh, Steam machines right. were rolled oh, right. out, including some of the big names. Dell was there with their Alienware high-end Steam machine. Um, so from Polygon, their their take on it is the Steam machines play fewer games than on your PC with less functionality, uh, which is absolutely true. Uh, it is definitely an alpha slash beta device in a, a whole new operating system, Linux-based. Um, the... Interesting takes I've seen on on this is a lot of people looking at this and you know why is Valve even doing this? Are they trying to be the fourth contender in the console? And I've seen two different authors out there take the stance of no, this is a long term goal of theirs to protect the PC because basically any games that are developed for the Steam machine will be trivially easy to port to PC, so no self-respecting developer or distributor who wants to make a buck would not take the extra step of also releasing it for PC. Windows and or Mac. Um, so that was an interesting take of, you know, why, why is Valve even bothering with this? Because they're confusing as hell. It's not, it's not at all like a console. There are a wide range of yeah. different performance capability, different assortments, looks designs different takes on the idea of a steam machine so it's not like I'm, i got a steam machine and everyone's like you know, everyone's ps4 is the same mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everyone's steam machine is not no, necessarily the same. the same right you it's like it. everyone's computer is not the same exactly so then, then it makes you step back and say then what the hell was the point of this exercise um it may it may be valve being uh deviously clever and playing a very long game I don't know. That seems like doesn't sound logical to me, though. That they would neither did Apple Computer making a telephone at the time. Well, no. What the hell does a computer maker have know about making a cell phone? Was the argument at the time? Okay, that's 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 the argument for that. I'm saying the argument. If you're telling me the argument for the Steam Box is to save PC computing or keep it relevant, if the Steam Box gaming specifically, if PC gaming. If their Steam box fails, though, 
or doesn't get the traction due to a lot of the issues this article brings up. Right. The lack of games, the fact that they have no economy of scale, so their prices are well above right now what you can get from a PS4, and even having trouble hitting a P- uh, uh, Xbox level of pricing, that it's... If it goes down and all the developers go, well, there's really no demand for this. I don't know if they. Why would I bother spending resources right. releasing on this platform? Right. So what's, so where I don't know. It, it's, it seems like a long shot to try to save or bolster PC gaming with this. If they're running into all these issues that would make the people that would want to play it go, well, I'd rather just play on my computer or I'd rather just buy a PS4 or an Xbox. One of the points the article does raise that uh, is one possible future, which is a future that developers fear that the console makers try and assert more power Mm -hmm. and try to demand exclusives and lock down their platforms. Um, And this, they're positioning themselves to be the escape hatch for for developers who face that decision in the future. It's like, oh, great, we get to develop for Xbox One and only if we try and release for PS4 and whatever the current you know Wii derivative right. is, Microsoft will drop us and we will no longer have access to those millions of customers. Valve could be there saying, hey, we yeah. won't ever lock you down, so you yeah. can freely develop, or develop for us. But still, I mean, again, if you look at that, like they've moved so far from that exclusive model like right now, when you look at the initial really launch months, it's like three per system, maybe out of it for the Xbox and the PS4. Over the life of the 360 and the PS3, there wasn't that many exclusive titles between the two. And Microsoft already doesn't care; it doesn't even see PC gaming as a competitor. So they release their exclusive titles usually are available on PC as well. So like Titanfall is going to be a PC game. It's not going to be a PS4 game, but it will be a PC game. It's been kind of funny to observe. Um, the release, the rollout of PlayStation Now, which bears striking resemblance to a lot of the always-on requirements that Microsoft was forced yeah. to drop due to outcry, and no right. one is bitching about, about PlayStation yep. Now at all. Nope. So Microsoft's got to be going, what the hell, man? <laughs> we were savage for suggesting these exact enhancements, and Sony gets a pass? Man, they should have done what Sony did and just quietly done it instead of saying hey look this is a big score feature of our system right <laughs> let's draw attention said, to the thing that may tick people we're gonna off. make enhancements to live as we go along mm-hmm. first enhancement always on yeah must, <laughs> right. have, must have a live connection <laughs> um so yeah this this uh, uh, the steam machine and steam os i get yeah. steam os is for the hobbyist for the hardware mm-hmm. hacker mm-hmm. And totally get that because it's free and open source right. and the hacker community eats that crap up and allows you to build a living room machine. And I, I foresee all kinds of add-ons that turn yeah. it into a full media center, mm-hmm. DVR, uh, Myth TV style yeah. thing. The Steam Box, I always kind of went, huh? Right. I like the, the innovations on their controller. Uh, uh, the controller, now that I've held one, very much get it okay. more than it, it's really so their ergonomic design is really good un- until you control something with the touchpad right. with the and the thing i didn't get until i held one with the tips of your thumbs mm-hmm. okay so they've 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 engineered the grips such yeah. that the angle of attack mm. is the tips of your thumbs hmm. which is a much more precise control surface than your you think when you think it's a touchpad you think of your finger dragging mm-hmm. on right. a touchpad 
and they were they were talking about the development of this thing. The the angle of their early ones very much had the flat of the thumb on it, and yeah. it sucked. Right. Mm-hmm. And they re-engineered it to to tip your thumbs up, so just the tips mm. were touching. And I suddenly got it. Oh, this actually works. So everyone who has long nails, sorry. It becomes an issue. <laughs> You're not going to be able to, to play. So the things you have to do for your, your gaming, yeah. yeah, for your gaming addiction, what, what, what you on. give away for your hobby. So on on one hand, very interesting, and the and the fact that they say we will give you a Steam controller, go plug it into your PC. Here's the driver development kits. Have a nice time. Yeah, you know, you're free to do whatever the heck you want, hardware hacking wise. Even here's the manual for taking it apart, and we deliberately made it very simple to disassemble cool. to encourage people to get in there and make cool stuff. Nice. So it's very they're very much hacker community yeah. friendly. So, but still, all these different, you know, people supposing, why would they do this? What's, what's their game here? Why are they doing it? I'm still, uh, why, why does the Steam box exist? Mm-hmm. What do they hope to achieve? And I still, I still don't get it. Like, I don't know. Maybe just coverage. I, I, I mean, yeah. it, it, uh, it may be just that, literally that simple. It may be just the, the ability to say we're in every space. You know, or it may be that they wanted to put something into that, but they weren't able to invest what they wanted to in the early pieces. And so it may be a portion of the the business that they're going to invest in in future as they try and kind of either navigate things together. So you've got a universal or provide span of coverage so that they can be in every realm. It's, or it could I mean, just be that who doesn't want to play on their ginormous TV? Yeah, yeah right. But, but I mean, the consoles were taken care of. I mean, the, yeah. the weird thing is how you know Valve, how they got here. Yeah, I mean, well, a game developer becomes dominant game distributor, right. becomes hardware Hardware-ish vendor type vendor. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. and never ever freaking releases Half Life Three. Well, what up with that, Gabe? I still think. I mean, their best chance is number one. They have to not. They have to solve the lack of games porting over to Linux. Right. They either have right. to adjust their OS so that it allows for a lot more games or get more developers to actually develop their games into Linux. That's number one. Number two, they have to allow mouse and keyboard to connect to their Steam boxes. Right. That has, they right. can't limit it to just a controller. If you do those two things, you have a chance then to convince people to say, yeah, you're going to pay $600 for this Steam box. But after you pay that $600, look at the price of gaming on Steam versus the price on an Xbox or a PS4. Then you have a chance. Or Amazon or wherever else you get your Steam key. Look at all these options for shopping for these games and how much cheaper. You'll make up that extra $100 or $200 within the first year. Within the first two or three games. Let me me ask you this, though. You you mentioned the Linux operating system. My understanding is that, that they're just... In terms of actually good Linux coders, there just aren't that many good Linux coders out there. And that's percentage-wise, there is much so, smaller per- yeah. percentage and, of the population. And that's one of the things that I'm like, so they picked Linux. But they only need uh, you know two or three really good minds in-house. Because yeah. they, they're not... Right. They're, they're, I don't think they're trying to transcode these games. They're trying to basically make an emulator that will run the native Windows code beautifully on a Steam box. Okay. Is it? I, well, I thought they were only, but I thought the developers themselves were the ones translating the games for Linux. It will. I think they gave them both options because okay. usually, you know, whenever you try to run something like Wine, yeah, there's there are, are always issues. So the gaming experience will be massively superior if it is recompiled 
for a Steam box, you know, using the the biggest thing that, that they can provide is stable audio and video drivers. Okay. Uh, so the, they have a, a known quantity for the API for putting a picture on the screen and sound into the stereo. And then the rest is just up to the quality of the coder who wrote the game originally. Because the, the bitch has always been <laughs> the... Well, what com- people complain about most when trying to game on Linux is that the video card companies don't write sure. good drivers. NVIDIA has right. abandoned them completely right. at, ver- at various times over the years. So if they manage to stabilize that problem, then something might be much easier yeah. for these guys to develop it for it. Is it I was just... My understanding of, of that community is is not that it's not skilled. There's it actually some of the most skilled people out there, but just that it's not huge. Right. And so you, you compare the size of that community versus the size of the gaming community. Sure. And the um, game developers. Game yeah. developers. And, uh, and yes, I'm not expanding into the users. I'm talking about the well, developers. Just finding community. a paying job writing games for Linux, not probably a probably great proposition. Not a great idea. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, yeah, so however they need to solve it, if they need more people that can <laughs> translate the games, if they need to just build an emulator that'll work. I'm wondering why they don't just jump into bed with Red Hat and, and mm-hmm. you yeah. know. they want to keep it control of it themselves. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's, that's and I understand why they're using Well, that'd be a way Linux to get an emulator really allows quick. them to hack <laughs> then their own OS or right. allow people to do it, but yep. they need to solve that. They need to solve uh, foremost, and then they need to make it so that all the games, not just the ones that play best with the controller, are are playable on it. Yeah, and I then mean, you have a chance. I'm, I'm reminded of the early days of Steam when it really wasn't all that great. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then it, it became then it became awesome. I wonder if this mm-hmm. will follow that same curve of where all man the Steam box. I don't get this. And then you know nine months now we're like. Wow! How Steve. did you ever? Do, do you remember having we... to go to the store and pay fifty nine ninety yeah. nine for a disc that then, and instead of just sitting in your living room, I want that, and now I have it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everywhere's trying to do that. I right. Mean, but so. everywhere else is trying to do it and still charge you fifty nine yeah. ninety nine. Right. Right. So I mean, that's the big. That to me is the the thing they can advan- take advantage of is the yeah. fact you can get a PC game at a million different places, and most of them now are just Steam codes that you then unlock on Steam and download from there. Yeah, service. I think if, if, they, if it can come to pass where you know the next Steam holiday sale, you can sit in your living room, buy all the games that you want, and then you have your option, you have an RTS, you go to your computer, you play it there because you want keyboard, mouse, and a closer screen. Mm-hmm. You have a, a first-person shooter, you're staying right in, in the living room, firing up and starting to play right there. Yeah. Maybe. That could be completely holy. If they can make that come to pass, yeah. then this could really yeah. be a legitimate thing. Yep. But that sure as hell is not there now. Although purists still want to play with a mouse keyboard first-person shooters. You know of that, course. Right? Okay. Yeah. Real ones. <laughs> but there's plenty of console Real gamers ones. out there yes. who think sure. that sweeping headshots are an actual thing yes. that should be striven for. And yeah, that's the whole... <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, anyway. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's another. That's thing. a whole that's other conversation. Other that's why they need the, the mouse and keyboard there, because how would you delineate the folks? I guess. I guess they'd have to create another class. They would of delineate players. themselves. Yeah. They would get in there and they would get annihilated, and, and then figure <laughs> out I need a mouse and keyboard. Right. They would go buy the, a fine wireless mouse and keyboard yeah. and that's get right. it on the coffee that's table and made. become a real player. Right. That's right. I'm a real boy. Yeah. You're all grown up now, kids. But again, that there's a holy grail combination of. Your 50-inch right. television, mm-hmm. your primo stereo system yep. in the household, and a mouse keyboard interface for a first-person shooter. Right. Who wouldn't want that? Yeah. Especially right. with some of the, uh, at CES, one of the interesting things that you see was the curved OLED televisions. Oh, yeah. oh. So there, it's like an old CinemaScope right. screen mm-hmm. in a theater. 
And I was like, curved. And then I stood in front of one. I was like, I get I it. I got it. Yep. Now I get it. And so your peripheral vision it's just, is it's still. It's just that, that little bit of extra. Yeah. And it, it's like, nice. I need to play a 3D game in this. Right. Huh. I'm a little scared of a blue screen of death that's physically bigger than me, but I can go with it. <laughs> <laughs> it just collapses in on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's already starting to grab you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just folds around. like a So, yeah, that would be a wonderful combination of factors. Of, uh, But anyway, yeah. that does bring us handily past our uh, next break. Yes. I was going to say, we are late. Yeah, well, all right. for a very important date. Exactly. So you are you are listening to Casual Hugger. When we return, we will be into researched chaos, and we'll be back right after this. Title and background music for this production provided courtesy of Sean Beeson, composer for media. Find him on the web at www.seanbeeson. Dot com. That's S-E-A-N-B-E-E-S-O-N dot com.
researched chaos. Casually Harker continues live on AlphaGeekRadio.com, and we cruise forward, ever forward, into Research Chaos, brought to you by our all-volunteer research team. I've been kicked off of Finstack chat. No, Yeah, I it was fail. kicked off, too. <sighs> Sucks to be me. Um, this week's contributors, MacBit, not to be confused with MacButt, and I'm so glad he contributed, Boba Fetish, my first... Boba Fetish of 2014. Mm. It feels so good. I almost said it feels so good in the back of my throat, but that could be possibly misconstrued. Mm. So you said it anyway, where we can they can basically cut it out and make what? it happen. There you go. All right. Possible future sure. drop-in. There you go. It feels good in your mouth. That's right. <laughs> it's your Boba Blast. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey there, Uh, All right, so in the land of general purpose research chaos, nerdy goodness harvested from all corners of the Nerdiverse, or is that the Geekiverse? The Geek Continuum in the Nerdiverse. Yes, that was an interesting one. The the 4K, and 4K was all over CES like a rash. Yeah. 4K everything. 4K. 4K personal massager. 4K eyeglasses. It was complete. It's the buzzword that is, it has mm-hmm. lost all meaning. Right. Because the industry has actually moved on to calling it Ultra HD. Right. They don't want to call it 4K anymore. Yep. Because 8K is already happening. And what they want to... They want Ultra HD, I guess, is a, a better buzzword. But what and does it become when we move to 8K then? I mean, how many adjectives Super can you put in front HD. of HD? Yeah. <laughs> Number one, 4K <laughs> is utterly meaningless now because there's no freaking 4K right. content. Right, of course. However, Netflix has our, and uh, Apple have already both announced and begun implementing the dr- downloadable 4K content. Uh-huh. And a few small, you know, some things have been shot in 8K and can be downsampled yeah. to 4K. Just this the high end, super high end stuff. But in the land of 4K things, you didn't expect to see, in the land of WTF, OMG, BBQ, Panasonic launches first 20 inch 4K tablet. Because there's a lot going on just in that phrase. Right. Like, number one, it's a 4K tablet. Right. Number two, it's a 20 inch tablet. Yeah. <laughs> now, to their credit. This thing is freaking gorgeous. Oh, yeah. And it is thin. It's not light because it's right. 20 inches. It's a 20-inch tablet. It is, it is thin. Yeah. It's it's almost six pounds. It is obviously for artists. Right. Or people who want to do a super sexy touch presentation mm-hmm. on the road. And it's, it's small enough where you could carry it as yeah. part of your presentation kit. And it would maybe be more impactful than a micro projector. Right. And gives you the advantage of also having the super futuristic touch interface. Look, mm-hmm. minority report. Um, <laughs> but without the gloves. Um, so, and it's and it's part of the um, the Tough series that mm-hmm. Panasonic has rightly made famous. They had their original Tough book, which were the reinforced uh, beat the living snot out of them notebooks. That you could really beat the heck out of to a large extent, and as long as the hard drive wasn't actively accessing. This was before they standardized on solid state drives, which made them even more durable. Um, 
they were extremely forgiving of abuse. Yeah. And this is ruggedized in much the same way. You still have a 20-inch diagonal screen that's just exposed. You know, the glass is just exposed to the world. So right. I'm not sure but how much you can. Gorilla it, it is glass. definitely Gorilla Glass. No, it is Gorilla so, Glass 2.0. So it is the. It's, so it's still durable and hardy. Yeah. Um, but it, this, this is definitely something that's got to appeal to a niche market. But, oh, my God, it was pretty. Oh, let me tell you. My niche market would be to take one of those suckers on a plane. And have That's somebody nice. sit next to you with their seven-inch DVD player. <laughs> like, that sucker oh, out. Boom. Pull that sucker out of the overhead bin. Yeah. <laughs> Bam. What, this old thing? Yeah. Let me fire up a 4K movie on here. For the entire airplane. <laughs> All right. Go, Grail. So Go, Grail. Yeah. Let me just, you know, nudge it over so it makes this fall off. Excuse <laughs> me while I whip, whip, whip this, this out. out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That and the fact that it's yeah. only half an inch thick yeah. at its thickest. Do you look at it and you could say, I really could lean that up against the back of right. the seat. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> now, That's it does cost. slams his seat against you. Be like, hey, <laughs> it's a 4K tablet you're slamming <laughs> against. Suck it. $6,000 for this yes. thing. Troll your kid. <laughs> it's, 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 but again, it's starting there. Right. And then we'll see, you know, what do we need and right. where the market is. I don't expect to see these. The, the $6,000 is the cheap version. Right. No, that's, that's <laughs> yes. There's another one. There is a much more expensive, you know, just processor-wise and yeah. such. But. Yeah. So there's the Core i3 edition versus well, the i7. That's two. Oh, the yeah. tablet starts But they're full. It's basically, this is, a, this is a Surface Pro on every anabolic steroid. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Without um, a doubt. So if you are an artist or... Anyone who does you know, heavy 3D graphics manipulation. just like cool stuff. Or just yeah. have more money than cents. This is all for you. <laughs> uh, definitely a niche market. Very much I, so. I, for now. I think about this too for things though like the 3D medical imaging. Yeah. Where they're doing and they need super high res in oh, there. Yeah. And you could drag no, I, around I have a client, to see mm -hmm. the. Kaz who, yeah. who would eat this up. Yeah. Well, does he have one yet? Because no. he needs one. Well, it just came out. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, it's Kaz. He, he needs one. Yeah. I, he would be the one that would spend money on this. Because like, this, makes, he, this is a completely justifiable business expense for him because this is right up his alley. Cool. Yeah. Um, awesome. But he's not you know, the majority of the market, yeah. to say the least. Um, but at, that's a fine example of the kind of interesting eye candy you run into at Consumer Electronics. Oh, it's oh yeah. There's always one thing that you're like, candy. ooh. Yeah, I, I had no idea that even existed. Yeah. Right, uh, right. We'll talk about more of the things I came across during the fourth half of the show. Yep. Um, but also from the uh, research thread. Now we've talked many times on the show about the uh, Star Wars oh, universe yes. and its and Seven. Lucas Lucas film's yep. journey to now being part of the Mouse Kingdom and Disney World. Now, if if for nothing else, on this Ars Technica article. The graphic that they have is completely awesome. Yeah. It's the Walt Disney arch <laughs> that's normally over Cinderella's castle over the half-constructed Death Star from yes. Return of the Jedi. That is awesome. That is, that is cool. great. <laughs> yes. Um, but the yeah. word has gotten out that they have convened a panel mm -hmm. of story experts to rule on the existing body of Star Wars work in the extended universe. Um and rule on each of them whether or not they will, in going forward, be considered canon or outside of canon. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, which I, was, I thought was a very interesting step for a media creator to take. Well, they they usually they... don't give a crap. Yeah. Witness X Men Origins Wolverine. 
not really concerned about what's canon in their particular story universe. They just wrote whatever the hell they wanted. And, you know, I didn't even recognize Deadpool for Deadpool because it was that far off base. But I don't think, I, I think it's because the Star Wars has, they have some rabid fans. There's yeah. some fandoms that are just crazier than others about yeah, But historically, the studios canon. don't care. Right. Once they get a hold of a hot property, they write the movie they think will sell the most tickets. And to hell with the fans. Well, and this is a very different thing. This is... You actually care about this? Well, uh, Star Wars has a lot more fans than other and, fandoms. And do. Star Trek? Similar. Star and, and they didn't do this. Yeah, they and did. The, yeah. When? The, well, they. I guess I should say Star Trek never had the issue that Star Wars has. Yes. In that Star Trek has always had... That's canon. That's not canon. There is no gray area, which is what Star Wars True. suffered from. Yeah. Well, and and you've got to think about it this way too. Disney's in this for the long haul. So Disney well, this, this indicates Disney's, that in a big way. Dis, yeah, Disney's looking at this and they're saying we're going to set this universe because we're, we're going gonna, somewhere, and with we're going to look at everything that's been produced from Star Wars Galaxies mm -hmm. in the gaming arena to Timothy Zahn's. Books, original books to, and then later books to everything that's out there that we want to even remotely consider and we're going to say yes or no and then we're going to work with that and build from it and everything that's out i feel like they're doing the uh what was the the canon where they sat down and they said we're going to set the version of the bible and everything else oh yeah no, there, there, there was <laughs> you know, you know the, like, that one vatican meeting where they said uh we're going to establish what's in the bible and right. everything that's, that's else precisely what they're it's, doing it's, here they're writing the star wars universe bible right and ejecting yeah. the apocrypha well exactly. i mean yeah. which mentioned... almost anybody who does anything that is episodic they always begin with some sort of Bible. If right. they're good. If they're right. good. If they know what they're doing. And if they know what they're doing. But there have been so many cooks in this pot that I think they need well, this. But you also, yeah. you say that studios don't care about the fandom. George Lucas didn't care about the fandom either. Right, he but, was but he very... was the studio, pretty much. Well, yeah, he was exactly. the face of the studio. He, well, he was also the creator and had the, I, it's he, my he way. He can say whatever the hell right. he wants because he right. made it and we didn't. But this fact, is different. So the, the gist is, though, they have the Star Wars expanded universe, and that's always been very murky as to what exactly exists and Because some authors exist. have really run with it. Oh, really crazy with it. So the whole thing is now they're getting away from expanded universe, and now it's either this happened or, or it didn't. That's just fanfic, and right. we don't care about that. Yeah, it was published under our label, but it's still considered fanfic. Right. For, for, yeah, for all intents and purposes, that's what it is. So it'll be very interesting to see what we'll be able to read from what they decree being <laughs> admitted or ejected yeah. as to where maybe they plan to go with the franchise. You have to admit, though, some of these titles, um, as you're looking at it and reading, I, I rarely get to la actually giggle a little bit at subtitles in an article. But when you actually get the subtitle, decrapifying the universe. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, All right. That's an awesome subtitle. Well, there is a lot of crap there that they're going to have to you know, wade through because there's a lot of star um, Star Wars stuff. Well, and I think that at some point though, they are going to just draw the line and say there are things that that are obviously fan fiction and didn't actually achieve a level of notoriety or awareness. Right, but they're talking, so why would I even consider they're, that? They're, they're talking about the stuff that know, has been published, published like yeah. officially like supported, Mara and yeah. <coughs> Or yeah. Jade just mm -hmm. turned up left, right, and center. And well, that's I mean, the end of the article is interesting because they're basically saying 
if they nuke all the post Return of the Jedi stuff, they're nuking the Zon novels. Yeah. Which I still want my Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Now what they may do is come back and say because not only, not only Grand Admiral Thrawn, that's where Mar Jade came from. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, yeah. two of the yeah, big Last Command was mm-hmm. all about big her. big characters in the uh, expanded universe come from those books. So they may have to do a little bit of creative. These or they may eject things. those stories and then reintroduce the characters yeah, in a new in, way. In the movies. So, look, here's your beloved right. character. They just got here via a different path. It leaves them more open with episodes uh I don't know why seven, they eight, would nine. eject the Zon, the, the three original Zon novels, because yeah. they were so in keeping with the themes of the original. It is. But, I mean, oh, again, if so they're trying to, f- it depends when they're trying to film the next episodes, right. though. Because, I mean, they're, they're going to have to jump the Zon novels were, were not that the, far They were after. the day after. Like, no, it wasn't day after. But it was, but it was like right years, the hell after. It? it was 20 years 20 years, after. I think. <laughs> no, there was, there yeah. was. Yeah, I think it yeah. was like They 20. had beaten the Empire completely back. They'd taken Corsican. They've done right. a lot of stuff. I think it was 20 years, though. I'm pretty sure it was about 20 years. Yeah. It and has been 20 years maybe? since you read them. Yeah, it's been yeah. about that. I, I don't remember Maybe more than 20 years since you read them. I mean, they've been no, out for a, a very no, long time. It's been a long time since they've read them. I remember it being yeah. closer to a closer follow-on to the movies than that. Um, but anyway, it's just interesting to see them being public about doing this mm-hmm. and doing it at all. And it, it speaks to a certain respect for the... The fans, the fans, mm-hmm. and respect for the material, and trying to build a, go- a, a set a good foundation to build on, and that speaks to many plans being made that have often been speculated about. Lots and lots of movies, and perhaps eventually television, You're and right. then more books. You're right. Five years. Five years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going crazy. Okay. No. Yikes. <laughs> like I don't know. Because then <laughs> Han and Leia waited a really long time to have kids. That's right. That's true. She was. They, they were born. They, they existed they in the babies, third book. Right? Yeah, she'd had them right. already. That was uh, the original twins. No, they had them. I mean, she. I thought. I don't think she delivered during the books. No, they they were so, off screen basically, and, and were about. And, but they were very young. Right, right. Yeah. They were young, but they were there even in Air yeah, to the there Empire. There was, there was. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the beginnings of indications of their force sensitivity and. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but if they can eject things like the, the Jedi Hut who. At the first opportunity, went to the dark side. What a shocker! Um, we could do without crap like that. Jedi Hut. That's At least awesome. Leia got to take him out. Again, man, she's just like the Hut Slayer. I know. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Who else would they choose? Come exactly. on. She had to do with a lightsaber this time instead of a chain. Like, that was the dumbest story ever. Yeah. Because it was a hut. It was a, he, had, he had no game. Even even as a, as a force wielder, she just dismantled him. And, like, yeah. and the, the fight scene was like a paragraph. Well, I'm sure. He's like, oh, 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 I move. Oh, oh my oh, God, oh, I just got stabbed. Yeah. Oh, I've been bisected. Yeah. Sucks to be me. <laughs> yes, big big slug now grows two more. Yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> two that, more. that would have been the, an, at least an interesting twist. Isn't it? Yeah. Well, he is a giant slug after all. That's one of the things they really need to clarify, I think, more also, is like how exactly did the Huts get so much powerful? How did they become so powerful? powerful? Because they, they move. They don't move. They don't seem to have any force power. They're immune to the force stuff. I mean, by the time we meet them, they are installed as basically mob bosses. Right. So yeah. that, that power structure makes complete sense. Right. But you get there. How did you by get doing there? things? Yeah. Right. What? Right. What yeah. did you wield? What power did you right. wield 
to when you were a low a low yeah. bead that allowed you to attain this. A baby slug. Like you right. really yeah. need to do some books where it shows them like being really intelligent or devious. Did or you control to, resources yeah. Yeah, or something? something. Yeah. Yeah, do you know. have mental capacity beyond well, I don't know. to I don't manipulate people? I think you need they to look. seem they were that much smarter yeah. though. Yeah. Wall Street. Yeah. Look no further than Wall Street. <laughs> Those guys don't do a damn thing physically and wield tons of power. Sure. These guys are bankers. And then and criminals. Hey, Wall Street. Right. Yeah. And but it still takes a level of You mean the banking industry yeah. right. right. off. They're still so they've never they've never been Street shown to be intelligent. No, that's the thing that's that would lacking. if they were very intelligent yes. and devious and right. scheming, then that makes sense. Then it makes sense. sense. Yeah. You it's don't implied have to have... that there it, more in, in the I don't game. know if it's even implied really. It's just like this is the way it is. Well no, in um Old Republic Online, yeah. The storylines with the Huts was very oh, much about Organized crime, but they were, they were still, all crime even lords. in Old Republic Online. They were still set up. They, they were, were established. Still in that position. They were already there, but they were clearly they were, so they already crime had lords. the power structure. Like I said, I just want to see how, right. did how they, they got get how did they get there? Yeah. Right. yeah, who was the first hut right. to, to to investigate like, criminality? Come with me. And do they all go ho ho ho? Because right, exactly. I mean, hut. Because hut. Yes. What happens? Are we at time already? Yes, we are. Yep. All right. When we return, we'll be discussing the discussion topics, which you're invited to uh, join us for, to remind you. They are, did you see anything at all that got you excited or interested coming out of Consumer Electronics Show this year? And or uh, New Year's resolutions? Got any going on? Got stuff we uh, you need us to hold you accountable for? Say, come back in two months. Say, hey, how's that weight loss going? Or, hey, did you did you land that promotion? Whatever it may be, uh, warm up your copies of Skype and point them at GnomeWise. And when we return, we will be talking about our answers to those questions. In the meantime, you are listening to Casually Hardcore live on AlphaGeekRadio.com with live simulcast on versus the World Radio. We shall return after a little uh, Andrew Allen trio doing their rendition of the Angry Birds theme. Sure, why not? Okay. We'll be back right after this. Scott Johnson here from Frog Pants Studios, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio.
I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Nerds with opinions. Casually Hardcore continues live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. With Nerds. dog betrayal. With dog betrayal, yes. We were closing the door on the office, and the dog was like, no, what did I do? He's, as he had to lift his nose up so it didn't get bumped by yeah. the door as the door closed. So we are nerds and we have opinions. And uh, so I had I had the in-person experience at CES. And I have no specific uh, New Year's resolution, so I'll stick with the CES question. And I was having a really hard time getting excited about CES this year. What? Yeah. I just nothing. Nothing I walked past was anything other than an iteration. Some of the cool stuff was the 3D printers printing food. Oh, that's kind of cool. So there were three different companies there. One doing starch-based foods. Uh-huh. The other's doing all sugar-based. Oh, okay, good. Um, That'll help with the obesity problems. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Starch and sugar for you all, I easily. Because <laughs> these are the kinds of things you can load into a I nozzle and a cartridge. I know. I'm just messing with you. So, but the, the, for someone like a cake decorator, mm-hmm. this is going to be a, an amazing must-own thing. Yeah. Because they were doing these delicate helices. Like, that were all made of sugar and oh, were completely wow. edible and they're completely gorgeous. That's awesome. Because the 3D printing, the resolution of the nozzles has come forward massively. Nice. And they just took some adaptation in you know temperature and pressure right. to crystallize sugar instead of fuse plastics. Yeah. But it wasn't a huge leap to get to this place. So all the huh. software that was written to drive the... The plastics version was easily adapted to these foodstuffs. Which is awesome because can you imagine like the bakery industry and, you know, for like weddings and birthdays and. Totally neat. I'm not sure I'll ever see this becoming mainstream, but it was a neat thing. But it still didn't have me swinging from the rafters going, whoa, this is the greatest thing ever. Sure. Pretty much everything I walked by was an iteration, was an improvement on a previous, you know, the curved OLED screens were very pretty. I don't know if they will ever become the norm, but I can certainly see some people going for them. But they were they were simp- they were you know this the just the high res OLED screens, and you know video is is king at CES. Video is everywhere, mm-hmm. sure, both the creation side and the and the presentation side. And what you really see there is the the vendors struggling because 3D was not there at all anymore. Really, they, they took their stab at 3D. And it was completely absent this year. Because it was year. everywhere last year. And the year before. The two yeah. years ago. Everything. Oh, two yeah. years ago was the two big years. push. Yeah. Last year was like, yeah, come on. See, 3D. Now we have some content to go into 3D. Right. Now we have no glasses 3D. And there was still right. some no glasses 3D, but it was, it was marginalized yeah. in a really? major way. It was all about Ultra HD was, was the, wow. all the headlines. That's I've never, I mean, 3D is okay, but even just look going to some of the 3D movies, like we went to see The Hobbit and we were like, oh, okay. I understand now 3D because right. The Hobbit was done really well in 3D. Yeah. It, it felt like at least it was like, okay, I don't feel like I completely wasted, wasted money. money. But then we went to see uh, the 47, 47 Ronin. Ronin and we went to see it in 3D. And it was like, and it was number like, one, I'm very sorry. There was no point. And number two, it was, so, it was well, enjoyable. It was good. It really, was enjoyable. Every, every review I read was like, panda. No, I, I liked it. It was it's a, a, it was it's a an decent action, story. It's an action revenge story. I mean, with a Japanese flair and some really impressive. And Keanu barely talked. Yeah, they barely good. It was very talk. silent. 
He was very silent, so it was mostly was facial expressions. Because he, no, dude, Mm-mm. no. So it was pretty good. I, no, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was you know, uh, Aradin liked it a lot. Everybody yeah. we saw it with all awesome. liked it. It was good. Um, I mean, The Hobbit was better, but oh, it absolutely. Was... See, I came, oh, so I came good. away with The Hobbit completely unsatisfied. Oh, I liked it. I did not like it at all. Desolation of Smog. Oh, you didn't like How it. How did you not like How it? Did you like it? What is there to like? It was plotting. Not to like? It took forever. <laughs> the it took the story almost nowhere. They got from the edge of Mirkwood to the mountain. Spending and way too much time mountain. with the the inner workings of Lake Town and the and the political crap going on in Lake Town, right? A completely <laughs> unnecessary love triangle while they were in Thranduil's cells, which yeah felt, felt tacked on. Well, it, I thought that was and cute. It was. It was, but it was. <laughs> yeah, well, it I mean, was absolutely. Remember, the on. book is basically spiders. Quick thing with the elves, mountain. Right. I mean, that's basically the book. So they had to, to make a second movie. They actually and and that and that's where I had a problem. Is like there didn't this this movie did not need to exist. It needed to be two movies and be done. I, I they could have shortened it to two movies. I would have been okay with that. I thought there was a lot of gratuitous orc fights. Yes. Yes. Um. At the same time, I thought there yes. was some cool stuff in the gratuitous orc fights. There were that certainly were enjoyable Legolas moments. As as much as Legolas is always like always done doing something ridiculously crazy, but it's always amazing. Yeah, there's times where you're like, "This is he's really getting overplayed." Oh my god, he was standing one footed on a dwarf's head shooting orcs. That right. was pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I got. There's a reason why they wrote him yeah. into this yeah. movie, right? And I, I, the, the female elf, even though I it like was a triangle elf. that wasn't needed, I did like her character. I thought she was a interesting character to put in there. I didn't get the triangle thing, but whatever. What I got from that, from the triangle thing, was I was comparing her stance versus the king's stance. Like, the king mm-hmm. was very racist, yeah. in my he's, opinion. He's isolationist. Yes, uh-huh. yes. It was elves and that's it, nothing else. Whereas she was willing to go outside her race. So then you can tell the difference between some elf kingdoms too. Yeah. The ones that don't want to help any right. other race except their own. And then some of those that go out and yeah. into the world. It was definitely Greenwood versus Lorien. Yeah. yeah. And that the, the undertones for that existed in the source material. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they just played it up a great deal. They played more it up a lot. Absolutely. Um, and Thranduil is a complete prick in this yeah. in this movie. And, oh, I, yeah. and, cool. I, and I totally buy that because it gives us... It gives us That'll pay off in the third movie. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just maybe was in the wrong like mood. That. But I, just, I mean, I the dragon away. looked The dragon awesome. was amazing. Awesome. He looked great. Sounded great. Sounded yeah. great. Uh, the, they modified the... Inter- spoiler alert. Uh, they modified the interaction with Bilbo, and I didn't like it at all. The, the dragon-Bilbo yep. interaction? Mm-hmm. Oh, I like it. I... I mean, at least I, I understand. He was why. freaking visible. Yeah, and I understand the why. The only they did reason that. it worked, I understand why they did it, because they, they were stuck with the visual effect they created mm-hmm. that when you put on the ring, you go yeah. into this other dimension. That's black and, they, and white. And it screwed them. It, allowed them yeah. it didn't allow them to stick to the talking back and forth and the dragon not being able, able to deal with the fact that I can't find this guy. I'm an omnipotent dragon, and I'm used to finding yeah. my prey. I always thought that was a fun part of the interactions. Why Bilbo was the super burglar? He had a secret weapon of you know, the one. Right. Um, and that oh my, that was Boba being very loud. Can you hear us, Boba? 
Hey, hey, Gnome, how are you? I'm still kicking. You, you got some loud stuff happening there. Hey, I'm outside. Oh, oh. that'll do it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> there you go. That's you dare totally... to go outside. I'm going to Skype on my phone. Nice. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so you're you're out there with the scare ball and everything. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, well, we I'm up here up north, so there's not much of a scare ball. <laughs> Welcome to the Great White North. <laughs> yeah. How are things north of the wall? Yeah. <laughs> Any out, wildlings out watch here? Watch out for the White Walkers. <laughs> I hate to tell you this, but winter is here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> Damn it, we need some dragons we, we now. Kinda, we kind of, we kind of had heard that we we've, we've been watching that wall of uh, polar the polar vortex. Yes. But remember, do not everything. go outside without your dragon glass drag dagger. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> So, what is your uh, what is your call in uh, topic of choice today? Either or or both. Um, CES has not been an impress since the whole 3D yeah, uh, sort of waste of time that they did like two years. We need to, an excuse to sell you a new, new TV. Please get interested in 3D. It got really kind of pitiful there after a while. Yeah, now, of course, it's all 4K, and it's like, we're still trying to sell you TVs. Buy a new one. With a letter and a number. We need a letter and a number. No, you mean Ultra HD. Exactly. It's the Ultra what makes it cool. (laughs) Well, again, there's Uh, there's no Ultra HD content to speak of, and the problem is 1080p is damned impressive. So yep. you're getting diminishing returns on these leaps forward. Because this is a substantial leap forward technically mm-hmm. on paper. But visually, you can see the difference with really good Ultra HD content, quality OLED, Ultra HD monitor. Looks better than 1080p HD. Mm-hmm. However, 1080p versus standard definition the leap forward from standard definition to HD was huge. Oh, yeah. The leap forward from... Are you flushing the toilet? <laughs> Outside? <laughs> What's he doing? Because that no. sounded like a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm breaking up outside, so... No, you're okay now. You're back. But so And, okay. the, and the Ultra HD is much narrower. Right. So the price jump is going to need to be... Narrower. Much narrower. And in keeping with that, there were companies there rolling out 50-inch Ultra HD for under $1,000. Nice. Nice. That seems to be their approach is we're going to give it – because it used to be you you went from your standard definition TV and you spent six grand on your first HD TV. Now they're saying, no, 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 we'll let you have it for a grand. So they're at least nodding to the fact that, yeah, it's not as big of a percentage increase in awesomeness, but we'd still like your money. And I'm not yeah. I'm not sure if the consumers are going to go for it because 1080p with a Blu-ray source or even a lot of these streaming online services have caught up and provide really good quality HD content off of an internet connection and it looks awesome. And not a, people aren't really feeling the urge for it to spend some money for it to look a little bit awesomer. Mm-hmm. So I think they have a, a hard road to hoe there. And frankly, I bought more new computers than I have a new TV set in the last five years. And I think you're not alone in that. My TV sets still work fine. Why do I need to replace it? (laughs) The only reason I replaced mine is my daughter destroyed it. If that had not happened, I would be sitting on my plasma and be completely happy. 
And, and well, that will teach you for having kids. Believe you me. You see, <laughs> there's, Less, a, there's a cause and effect there. Lesson learned. <laughs> Got any uh, New Year's rev rev uh, resolutions? Revolutions? <laughs> Just to survive until the end of the year. This way, I can see all see all of what they're going to do to my Star Wars universe. Ah, wow. yes. Yeah, so you right. were listening to us earlier. We were talking about the decrapifying of the universe. That's right. <laughs> Yep, because I, as you say, they might get us in major storylines like the Thrawn and Vogue, the Vong War. Yep. It's like, that's major canon. See, Vong. Even though most, even though most people don't know of it, that's major canon. That's when Chewie dies? No. No? The Vong you know, the... the Vong War is where Chewie dies. It is? Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's what I thought, yeah. Yep. Spoiler alert. All right. <laughs> Come All on. Right, got death threats over it, so. <laughs> Speaking of, in your voices over the internet in this past week, did any of you encounter Mubaka? No. Mubaka. M-E-W. Mubaka. No. There's an awesome Photoshop out there of this person who took their long-haired black cat and were oh, yeah, hold, holding that. them up in, in standing position. And then someone came along and photoshopped the bandolier onto it, and nice. it freaking looked like a feline Chewbacca. Oh, and, they named awesome. it, and they put it out on Reddit. As, like, you that is the out. best Photoshop I have yet seen this year. Now, the year is young, <laughs> but yes, do, yeah, do, do exactly. a Google search for Mubaka. It is. It was adorable and awesome all all at once. Nope, that's a different one. And the background noises, uh, the traffic is what's making your call uh, awesome today. Yep, <laughs> and they're gonna. I'm actually gonna like hang up so this way I can actually like, go back inside and like warm up. There you go. <laughs> Winter is coming. Thanks Winter, for calling in, man. Here. <laughs> Take care. Take care, guys. See ya. Take off to the great white north. Yep. Take off. So, Daxa, anything uh, jump out at you in the various CES coverage you may have encountered? Um, yeah, I haven't encountered any. I've been working the same <laughs> hours as. <laughs> Io has been, so I haven't seen anything. So I was look, I was looking forward to coming here, so you could tell me. And I can tell you. No. Not much. Um, not and much. as far as New Year's resolutions, I really don't do that because I figure if I'm going to start something, I'm going to start it start when I start it. Want. Yeah. Calendar be damned. Yeah, there's no really, there's not really any reason for that, but no, no, nothing for yeah. me. I'm kind of, I mean, I'm, we're we're spoiled because we live, we've been living in an era of revolutionary products. Mm -hmm. So in our lifetime, you know, the internet came and changed every damn right. thing. And cell phones, not just cell phones, but smartphones, smartphones. or smartphones. actually high-powered high pocket computers. Phones. Yes, which is basically what we call them, smartphones. Yes, but they're tricorders. Because right. right. nothing is not more annoying than when your data, data service, data work. service yeah. doesn't work correctly. Like, like Dax's yeah. is currently suffering from. Oh my god, I take, didn't realize how much I used my data service. Take it for back everything. to Apple; they will replace it. I know. It's annoying. Iolites 5 had button problems, and they're right. like, well, yeah, I'm sure that sure is happening. Here's your new one. Yep. So that's you know that's one thing you can yes. count on from Apple. If you're under warranty or have Apple Care, Apple Care. they so will awesome. just give you a, a new damn one. And go ahead. I know I agree with what you were saying about the Ultra HD. Um, the fact that it's not much of a leap. It was the same issue it's I diminishing had. Diminishing returns on. It was the same issue I had with Blu-ray. Yeah. I just it wasn't that much of a difference between Blu-ray and a good regular. quality DVD on a good quality TV looked pretty damn good. pretty good. And maybe it it you could tell it was a difference, but right. it wasn't enough to make you at least for myself. I've seen to some make titles. Me, it depends on the title because you yeah. can do a crappy job. 
trans coding. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. sure. So Absolutely. I've seen some really good, well done, high end mm-hmm. Blu rays that take full advantage oh, of yeah. 1080p and say, okay, now I get it. Yeah. There have been, I own a few that are great, but it was not enough to make me an early adopter. Right. So I waited until Blu ray player became 50 bucks or whatever. Or... I don't, the only reason I had is my brother gave me a PS3. Right, right. But so... I, I have a stack of Blu ray discs that is you know, less than a foot tall. Yeah. I have not rushed out to buy the comic. Well, and honestly, I mean, talking about the impactful things like the internet, really, the fact you can stream so much now is becoming less and less, why should I even bother buying buying a a movie? Mm -hmm. I mean, they just stack up. If I want to watch something, I would just want to watch it then. And in general, I don't find myself re-watching a lot of stuff. Because there's new... Because there's always new stuff yeah. to watch. I rewatch a lot of stuff. Yeesh, Daxa does. I rewatch a lot of stuff. I go through phases. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm finally in a phase where I'm starting to adopt new stuff. So you guys got me into Almost Human. Yeah. And earlier today, Io and I watched the first episode of Arrow together. Oh, oh cool. yeah. So... It is... I still... Even yeah. this last episode of Almost Human was really good. Yeah. I'm on the uh, synthetic organ one. That was good. Arrhythmia. Ah, yeah, yeah. You're on Simon Says, right? Yeah. Or to be on yep. that. Yes. Yep. Okay. Nope, Simon Says. Simon Says. Because I saw. Because yeah. I, I got good. the, I, I retired the TiVo because it was 20 bucks a month that I didn't want to spend just to record the tiny bit of stuff I get off of Antenna. I went out and got a tuner card for one of my spare Windows boxes. All modern versions of Windows have Media Center built right, right in. Yep. And they don't charge you a monthly fee for the TV guide service. Yeah. So Media Center PC it is. Perfect. For the tour. And that, but I, I, even, I get Almost Human mainly via Hulu Plus, but I went ahead and programmed it in <coughs> as a test. And looks gorgeous off, off of HD broadcast. Nice. Good old, old-fashioned mm-hmm. antenna stuck to the window. So the cord cutting... Um, pro- proceeds apace. Nice. Which actually segues nicely into part of our uh, wrap-up speech, which is check out some of the new shows mm-hmm. on Alpha Geek Radio. One of the new live shows joining us is Cord Killers. Ah. Yes, with Brian Brushwood and Tom Merritt. Nice. A show all about cutting the cord. And one of one of the few standout items that I saw at CS that made me go, ah, awesome. Why why is that taking so long to exist? Was a box from Turk. T-E-R-K. They, they are guys who mainly make antennas and that kind of accessory for televisions. Mm-hmm. And they had a combo meal device with a HD antenna and a Roku stick and a, a unified interface for a single remote to watch your HD antenna content mm-hmm. and your Roku. Nice. Makes complete sense now that I've seen it. Yeah. For a cord cutter who is, is getting rid of cable TV and mm-hmm. wants and wants to, the Roku box to be their main method, mm-hmm. well, we'll give you the free over-the-air stuff and your Roku services all in one box with one remote, simple interface. Like, why is not that? Right. Why is that not already existed? Yeah. Right. Now I get it. Now that I've seen it, it will always be my go-to device because if I ever am helping someone cut the cord, so cord killers is uh, joining us doing live simulcasts for mobile listeners on Alpha Geek Radio. And also joining us uh, is Tom Merritt again doing the... I'm not sure if he's ever going to change the name of it because he had a placeholder name of Daily Tech News Show because ah. it's his Daily Tech News Show. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and now I think he's just going to stay with Daily Tech News Show. <laughs> um, so look for them later in the week. I'm helping them get set up on the uh, stream, but the, also the repeats will be available on the live stream, the 24-7 when we're not uh, 
broadcasting live. And that actually led me into his arrival with uh, Tom and Brian's arrival. I've got my first schedule conflicts where I've got more than one broadcaster on a particular day that wants to do live streaming. So one of the things I need to do is add another channel. Ah. ah. So that is what led me to the, okay, it's Server time. needs to go it's, from my yep. refrigerator. It's time to go, go big or go home, up. basically. Yeah. Yeah. Either, either stay at this level right. or take it to the next level. So yeah. in the near future, I should have info for you guys. If you want to help out, I'll be doing probably an Indiegogo cool. type thing uh, or subscription thing where I'll be asking for your help to absorb the costs of doing this because it's moving into the realm of being a little spendy uh, for a hobby. Um, <laughs> but people really seem to be enjoying uh, being able to use their smartphone to listen to these things live. Because so many of the new arrivals, basically kids these days. Kids these days. Kids these days with your Twitch.tv and your Justin.tv <laughs> and your Ustream where they've gone for those as their method of doing their live recordings, even for podcasts. And on mobile devices, you have bandwidth caps to deal with and just the fact that the mobile versions of these apps, uh, to put it kindly, are not mature. Right. Um, or they just suffer from the fact that you can't pull consistent bandwidth while you're driving around. And who wants a video cast running when you're driving anyway? So a lot of people are using the good old-fashioned Shoutcast stream to hear their favorite presenters live, and I want to offer that to as many people as possible, but to do that, it's clear it that it needs more to grow. Stuff. So watch this space for more information as I get my act together and put together a proper pitch for you, and um, your suggestions are encouraged and welcomed. I asked you earlier for suggestions of where to shop for virtual server providers, and you can need at least two of those virtual boxes to pull this off. I'm looking at making two channels of talk radio, one of geek music, and then a separate special event channel so that when we do things like Wootstock and uh, Penny Arcade Expo and Phoenix Comic Con, and I'm looking at doing Dragon Con this year, I've been invited to the podcaster track at Dragon Con, that's one of the things that happened at New Media Expo that looked kind of cool. Dragon Con is normally at the same time as PAX, right? That's the problem. Yep. Yeah. So we may wind up doing Team A and Team B. Got um, it. Or I mean, wind up I'll doing more. <laughs> what a surprise. Um, but having the fourth channel there for special events means when we do those, we're not kicking somebody else yeah. off the air. Right. So you can say, if someone has a show that day and we have something really cool to bring you, so, well, they can do their thing and we will do right. our thing over here on Channel 4. That's the rough outline of my goal. So cool. if you have suggestions on how to achieve that or uh, things you would love to see us do that I may not have even thought of, mm -hmm. uh, send that information to the show at alphageekradio.com or Todd at alphageekradio.com if you want to address it specifically to me. And it's Todd with two Ds. And watch this space for more info as we go forward. Cool. And it's mm -hmm. good to be back on the air after our hiatus. Holiday, holiday hiatus. Yes. So thank you again to all the volunteers in the research thread. You can find the research thread on alphageekradio.com just by clicking on the community button. You can read all the stuff that they found for us. There's usually a bunch of stuff we don't have time to get to that's equally awesome and fun. Mm -hmm. You can read the, all the old show notes from all the previous shows, all kinds of fun and interesting things in there. If you wish to contribute, just send a message to GnomeWise on the forums asking for write permission, and I will get you access to write to the forum instead of just reading it, and your contributions are welcomed. 
You can follow us on Twitter. The show is Hardcore Casuals. The network is Alpha Geek Radio. I am on there as Gnomewise. She is Daxa C H D A K S A, not D A X A. He's Izzy Grail for strange reasons that remain to be explained. That's I Z Z Y G R A I L. That's such an old reference. I really it is should an just old change it. Yeah. Yeah. You can freely change your things these days. I, it, because I tweet so often. Yeah, exactly. I know. Same here. <laughs> well, my favorite thing is you have Adam Savage and Jamie Heineman yeah. from Mythbusters. Adam Savage is Don't Try This. And he tweets like crazy. Yeah. He's the extrovert in that pair. Yeah. Right. They finally got Jamie Heinen on there. Yeah. And his, his Twitter handle is Jamie No Tweet. Mm. Jamie No Tweet. And he lives up to his name. Right? Yes, that makes sense. He's just as introverted on Twitter as he is in re- on the show and in real life. Well, I'm a pretty big extrovert, but I don't tweet all that much either. Yeah, I just never think about it. Yeah. You don't, you don't think the world desperately needs to know what you're world, having for lunch? No, yeah, no. just not really... And I like should start <laughs> tweeting. Like, if I, if I could set it up in a way, like I could tweet while I'm playing LOL, that would be awesome. Yeah. Because then I probably get some interesting tweets out there. Like, yeah, because anytime we pay, play Cards Against Humanity, that's oh, when that's I tweet. When, ah. That's a good time to tweet. That's too. when I tweet. That's important tweets then. Because mm-hmm. we get some really yeah. good cards. Card yeah. combos. Yes. yes. Yes, we've been playing a fair amount of uh, Cards Against Humanity ourselves over the holiday. Yeah. We got uh, some friends who got us every. We had the base game and they brought us every expansion pack. Nice. Um, nice. So far, anyway. Yeah, yeah we, we got start manufacturing our own ones. Three. Three of the expansions. Yep. Yeah. Again, the email address to become involved with the show is the show at alphageekradio.com. And check out all the shows, and there are many new ones. Just go to alphageekradio.com and click on the shows tab, and you'll see the ever expanding list of live broadcasters on the network. It's fun and exciting and looking to grow even bigger, as mentioned earlier. Uh, you can listen either by going to the newly enhanced and improved mobile.alphageekradio.com. Just use your mobile device, the built-in web browser. If that, for some reason, does not work well for you, you can also download the app for tunein.com and just search for Alpha Geek Radio. And that works on a ridiculous number of devices, including obscure things like BlackBerry and Windows Phone and in Tesla automobiles and Chevy automobiles and their built-in uh, wow, audio centers. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> and set-top boxes from Logitech. And the list of stuff that they support is impressive, which is why we went with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roku boxes, just search for the TuneIn app. And then within the TuneIn app, search for Alpha Geek Radio and make us one of your favorites. And the app works great. plays in the background so you can start the audio stream and then do other things with your mobile device and still remain tuned in. It is a neat and awesome thing. And free. Free is good. We like free. We like free. Hmm. I think that's a wrap for our first show of 2014. That's right. You have been listening to Casually Hardcore. Two hours of your 2014 life. You're just not getting back. And I have been Gnomewise. I've been Eyelight. I've been Dexa. And I've been Grail. And in usual fashion, we are out of here. Bye-bye, radio people.